Hello again, everyone. It is time for another episode of the Community Connection Show, the show that brings you positive stories and encouraging news as we interview top leaders in every sector of the community. And now, here is your host, national speaker and best-selling author, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Community Connections with Ryan Sowers. I'm super excited to have Scott Miller. He's very accomplished, but right now, the Executive Vice President of Thought Leadership with the Franklin Covey Company. Scott, my friend, how are you doing? Ryan, nice to be with you. Thanks for the invite today. Doing well. well great. Well, man, I tell you, we were talking just a little bit, but we had to fight technology. But uh, you and I have uh, connected, and I'm super glad to have you here. You've obviously, like we were talking, uh, you've accomplished so many things, so many wonderful things. Uh, just tell our viewers and later when this becomes a podcast about your background, um, so in case they don't know. Sure. So I've been privileged to be a member of the Franklin Covey Company for nearly a quarter decade now. Of course, founded by Dr. Stephen R. Covey, the author of the seminal book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Can you believe that book is in its 30th year now? It sold 40 million copies. And we've built a worldwide training, consulting, performance improvement company on helping organizations build great leaders at all levels. I was the chief marketing officer for eight years prior to that was on frontline sales and sales leadership. I'm actually from Orlando, Florida, originally. I live here now in Salt Lake City, where we're headquartered. I've authored a few books, including the one, my first book, called Management Mess to Leadership <laughs> Success, a book that did extremely well. It was an authentic, sort of raw, relatable read on, there's 30 challenges that everyone's going to face in their leadership career. I made a mess of most of them. And I'm trying to become more successful. And I shared my stories and the book has taken off and I've written a couple since then. And, and here I am now landing on your program. Hey, man, that's awesome. I mean, well, you know, I just listened to some key buzzwords. You know, you and I connected about, we talked about marketing, sales, leadership. That's all, that's my passion. And I love that. And you know what? I love the authentic way you said that because we only become better leaders with each mishap by learning. You know, if we, we're intelligent, we learn. And so, uh, and secondly, I want to mention, uh, I've used seven habits of highly effective people numerous times in speeches and taking organizations through things. So it's still a seminal book, like you said, of, of great leadership. So yeah, your, uh, your invoice for royalties on its way. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I tell you, I got, I got the, I got the old copy that's so dog-eared, uh, you know, people are like, you read all this. I'm like about 80 times. I love it. Love it. Love hey, it. Ryan, we just reissued it for the 30th anniversary with his son, Sean Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. Oh. So I'll make sure I get you a copy out signed by Sean this week. Yeah, man, that'd be great. And I, house. Will, I will share. Thanks. I appreciate it. I would love that. I um, I, I didn't realize how many years I'd been, but that is just amazing. Yeah. And I hold you yeah. and your organization in high regard. Well, tell us uh, tell us a little bit, uh, with us being a top leader, Scott, let's talk a little bit about the elephant in the room. We've all been faced with unprecedented, uh, yeah. you know, I guess that's the word we use, unprecedented opportunities, challenges, whatever, but there's a lot of people listening to this show going, well, it's easy for you guys to say you've written books and this and that. Yeah. What do you say to those people right now that are just staring around and going, what's next? What's next? I mean, that's what leaders yeah. have to talk about, right? Yeah, I'd say three or four things, right? We're all in the same boat, right? I, I lead a team of uh, down from 30 over to eight now, as I switched over from the chief marketing officer to be the thought leader. Uh, but I think there's a couple of ideas. One is check in, don't check on. In this virtual environment, people know when they're being checked on, right? Have a, a mindset, a belief system that you're checking in with people. I think it's a subtle but profound difference. 
And before you call someone up, before you're on a Zoom call, before you're on a one-on-one, remind yourself, put a post-it note on your computer <laughs> that says, in, not on. And it will change the inflection of your voice. It'll change your questions. It'll change the dynamic. People don't need to be checked on, but they love to be checked in with. I, I'm surprised, Ryan, how many times I'm interviewed right now and leaders will say, well, I'm so concerned my team's not working and I'm worried about the productivity. And I think that, never, that thought has never crossed my mind once because I, as a leader pre-pandemic, set very clear expectations. I clarified outcomes and I talked straight on what outcomes looked like, what performance looked like. So I'm not worried at the productivity that my people are delivering. I might be concerned about, do they have the tools they need? Do they have the confidence? Do they feel safe you know, sharing their, their, their frustrations and their fears? So as a leader, my job is to create the culture, to make it safe for them, to get on a call with me and know that I'm also scared, right? I don't have all the answers. My kids are running around in the background <laughs> at home. My kids are on Zoom. My bandwidth's not perfect. My wife and my marriage isn't as good as it was five months ago. No one's is, right? There's a lot of pressure. I think it's incumbent on every leader to make sure you make it safe for your people to own their messes by owning your messes. It doesn't mean you confess all your fears. It doesn't mean you instill paranoia. You just say, yeah, the same thing's happening with me right now. So how do you make the best of it and get the work done You know, as is? necessary. Make it safe for your people to own their messes by you being vulnerable enough, confident enough, and humble enough to share your own messes and how you're struggling to work through them as well. I love that. I was mentioning I'm down to the to the wire beside dissertation with my, my leadership doctorate. And, you know, one of the emerging parts Congrats. of leadership is, uh, thank you, uh, is authentic leadership. And it's really what you're talking about is, you know, you know, you nor I have all the answers and can say, here's the playbook of how 2021 is going to look. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. If the team is, 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 is following and in jail, uh, you don't need to be, you know, going, Hey, I wonder if Susie's getting uh, her 45 hours a weekend. And, uh, yeah, that, that, right. that's really what I would put in the management bucket. You know, that's just, let's just check it off to like, you know, you're in an assembly line. So I love that. Let's, let's check on, you know, check on those people, care about those people, share the, share our stories. But, you know, their followership is so important as well because we want them to Brian, follow, right? You're absolutely right. I, I think I think an, an idea I would build on what you said is I was privileged to co-author a second book of Franklin Covey called Everyone Deserves a Great Manager, The Six Critical Practices for Leading a Team. And the first practice, Ryan, is develop a leader's mindset. So that's your belief system. And the old way was, you know, as a leader, my job is to get it all done myself. If you want it done right, do it yourself. And the new mindset is my job is to get work done with and through other people. And when you realize that as a leader, your job is to get work done with and through others, everything changes, right? You're, you slow down. You're more patient. You coach. You realize your, 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 your necessity is to build capability in other people to make it safe for them to struggle but not fail. Make it safe for them to inquire and not feel embarrassed about it. That mindset shift, again, it might seem um, it might seem small, but it creates a culture virtually, which we're going to be in for, I think, an indeterminate period of time that allows people to engage at levels that even they didn't realize they could. 
Man, Scott, I want to make sure people, uh, and we'll do it at the end, their contact info for your book, but dude, it's spot on. If I could go back 15 years to tell my younger self, uh, quit trying to do it all yourself, you know, and, and, you know, if you take that time and it's like teaching your kids to tie their shoes, you know, uh, teach them to ride a bike, it, it takes time. But if you do it rightly, uh, you, you build a house the right way and, and you save so much more time in the end. Love that. Love that. Well, let me, um, uh, what, what is, uh, you've been a chief on the chief marketing officer side, Scott, and you know, you're in the leadership yeah. side. What's the favorite part about your job? I mean, what you love doing? Oh, the people I work with. I mean, there's no question, right? I mean, I'm honored to be part of the Franklin Covey brand. I've been well compensated. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's the people that I've been privileged to be associated with high character, high competent, you know, there's an HR adage I'm going to debunk. And that is that people are an organization's most valuable asset. That's not true, Ryan. People are not a company's most valuable asset. It is the relationships between those people are what every company needs, needs to value most. Because Ryan can have a, you know, a, a Rhodes Scholar you know, designation from Oxford, and Scott can be a black belt in Six Sigma. But if Ryan and Scott, as super geniuses, can't get along, they can't compliment, they can't forgive, they can't pre-forgive each other for a future slight, then they're not an asset. They're a liability. Mm. So it, it, as a leader, you have to understand relationships are everything. Are you modeling what you want to see in your people? Are you apologizing? Are you pre-forgiving? Are you showing humility? Are you taking responsibility for your actions? Are you gossiping? As the leader, you model all the behavior that you'll end up seeing in your team. It's a heavy mantle. It's why the premise of my book, Management Mess to Leadership Success, is that not everyone should be a leader. I don't believe that. But I'm a bit of a pariah in the industry because I don't think everyone should be a leader no. of people. Just like not everyone should be a commercial airline pilot or an anesthesiologist. Yes, we all have you know, leadership capability in us, lead a project, you know, lead an initiative. But be very thoughtful. Is leadership the right role for you? I should not be an orthopedic surgeon. Could I be? Probably with 20 years of training and a couple of lawsuits and a lot of malpractice insurance, but it's not worth it for me. I think that organizations and people alike should be very thoughtful. Is leading people the right role for you? Because it's not for everybody. Man. I love this. I mean, I know you, you and I are trying to get all this our, uh, show in and we got a limited amount of time, but you're spot on, Scott. I want to say something that if people miss that, and I always say people, you know, is your most important asset, but then I go on, they, they tune out at the point about interconnectivity because I love your example, Six Sigma and uh, whatever you said, the other one was. Rose Scholar. Rose right. Scholar. Because I, I remember early in my career, I had a guy, we were both VPs or whatever. The problem is we were both trying to be the top dog with our school of thought. And you know what? We were both very talented, but it didn't work. It did not work. They were both individually talented leaders, but had two camps. And I tr- we couldn't get on the same page. No matter how, and, I, and, and looking back, it was foolish. You know, and, and again, wisdom is an important thing. So, uh, well, let's do this real quick, because I want to make sure people can connect with you through social, through you know, email, through phone, whatever. What's the best way... Um, uh, Scott, people can connect with you, get books, whatever you want to tell them. Yeah, well, probably to follow me on LinkedIn. Love to have you uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I post pretty prolifically daily. You also can visit franklincovey.com, a treasure trove of resources, webinars, podcasts, videos. I'm privileged to host for the company a podcast weekly called Franklin Covey's On Leadership with Scott Miller, where we host uh, world-renowned thought leaders, CEOs, best-selling authors every week. It's video and audio. You can subscribe at franklincovey.com. 
It is now the world's largest weekly leadership podcast in the world by distribution and subscription. And so it's kind of hard not to find me these days, as my wife says. And that's not a compliment. She's not paying you. No, no. You know, I had a friend of mine on this show not too long ago. She used the term. I like that. She says, I'm very Googleable. <laughs> yeah, same with me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a great brand. And man, I tell you, I know we could talk forever and uh, we got a couple couple of closing thoughts. I want right now, you know, we're going we're gonna to be, you know, at a time, who knows what's going to be going on, but, you know, leadership is more paramount in whatever we record this in August 2020 than I think it's been ever. Yeah. Uh, and leadership's always important, but it's a big term and people always want to break it down. But as I said earlier, People can be great followers too. You have to have followers to have leaders. And that's not a sign of weakness. Followers can be, we all got to work together to accomplish what we're going to do, right? And, 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 and I'm going to give you the final words on what you want to say to the people out there that are listening right now, that are angry, frustrated, confused, you know, lonely, depressed, to, to inspire them a little bit. What is I'd say, stop blaming your leader. I mean, leaders are people too, right? A lot of leaders might've been promoted over their level of competence. So I would say work on yourself, right? Use your proactive muscle. Now, Dr. Covey's book, The Seven Habits, habit one was be proactive. A lot of people misconfuse or confuse that with taking initiative, when in fact, proactive people are people that take responsibility for their own results, for their own behaviors. They don't look outward, they look inward. They look very deliberately on how can I choose my response more deliberately to outside stimulus coming at me, perhaps my leader's impatience or my leader's frustration, that proactive people are very deliberate around putting a space between their response to any outside situation. And they carry their own weather. Metaphorically, they don't let other people control their moods and emotions. They respond based on their values. So I would put a lot of responsibility on the listener. Don't take responsibility for your boss's incompetence or your boss's personality, or his or her low values. Be a light, not a judge. Be a model, not a critic. Dr. Covey talked a lot about a leader's job is to communicate to other people so clearly their worth and potential that they become to see it and believe it in themselves. That's a leader's job. I love it. And I want to say one thing. I remember from the book, reading so many times, you know, responsible. I think it says response able, able to choose your own That's right. response. Well remember said. that? Look, you see that? Look at you, Savant. Get, uh, you're a you, Savant. You know oh, stuff. man. I, you know, I got a lot of stuff in the old noggin. Well, doc, but, doc, Dr. Ryan, you're on your way, man. I'm humble in your presence. You're hey, man. Not yet, but I gotta, I, I'm, gonna, I'm working at it. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get across the finish line, but uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything too fast, but. Hey, man, Scott, it's, it's awesome to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to get some show links for your uh, other show. People can tune in. We're going to be getting this out. we getting this out on LinkedIn. we get a copy to you. But I just want to thank you for your great leadership inspiring uh, me today. Leaders, leaders fire up leaders, man. It's important. Ryan, it's my honor, man. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Uh, you got it, Scott. Thank you so much. And folks, you've been listening to another Communication Connections with Ryan Sauer. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. See you, everybody. This has been the Community Connection Show with Ryan Sowers. Stay on the lookout for new or past shows with community leaders wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to see the video interview of any show, visit communityconnectionstv.com. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you next time.